0: Hey everyone, it's me Ian Shapiro and you are listening to Politics Explained. We're not going to start today's episode with Trump Tweets Explained, instead we're going to be talking a little bit today about the other candidate in the 2016 presidential election. No, I'm not talking about Jill Stein or Gary Johnson, I'm of course talking about Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. She has a new book out today, on Tuesday, September 12th, 2017. The book is titled, What Happened? And it is essentially her reflections on the ongoing uh, narrative of the 2016 uh, presidential election. Uh, So, one thing to get right off the table, right, is when it comes to talking about Hillary Clinton and the 2016 election blame is usually the word that will come up right who is to blame for this historic and uh what many saw as an upset loss for the democratic party when it came to the presidency in 2016 most pollsters had her ahead um you know at some point in the race uh, usually by a lot of points in the race and by a lot of, well, percentage points. Uh, We know that Hillary Clinton got a big bump after the Democratic National Convention. Uh, We know that she got a big bump after the first presidential debate, and it seemed like really nothing could stop the HRC campaign train, uh, until we began getting closer and closer to the November election, and it looked like just about every single late-breaking voter voted for Trump. And these voters were, you know, some would say especially critical in the Rust Belt states, you know, states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, you know, those kind of like midwestern states where uh, some would say the economic anxiety was high, although we'll talk about why that's a bit of a flawed narrative in just a bit. So today's episode is all about this book, but instead of saying, you know, kind of what the pundits are talking about, and here's the pundit narrative, it's essentially Hillary Clinton, why is she still trying to speak to us even democrats are saying that they're like why doesn't she just go away and there's a lot of misogynistic and you know sexist reasons why that whole narrative is just abhorrent. Aberrant? Yeah. Um, But we're not going to really get into those. We're going to talk more about how political scientists have viewed the 2016 presidential election, and also look at whether Hillary Clinton incorporated those ideas into her book, What Happened, or if she left the academic viewpoint to the side. Uh, So all that and more on today's Politics Explained. Thanks for listening. I'm Ian Shapiro. So, when we're talking about the 2016 presidential election and Hillary Clinton in particular, I said that blame is the word that gets thrown around a lot, and blame itself is thrown around a lot. A lot of individuals point fingers about why Hillary Clinton lost the campaign. Was she a terrible candidate? Um, You know, was Trump just such a hard to pin down candidate uh, that it seemed like nothing could stop him? Uh, Did, did, uh, Hillary Clinton mired an email scandals hurt her, but all of Trump's scandals not hurt him. So, was there an asymmetry? And, you know, what hurt them? Uh, did Trump have an economic message where Clinton did not, right? There's a lot of different reasons going around. Um, there's one that we can generally debunk, though uh, this idea that Hillary Clinton was a bad candidate. And you could also kind of make this argument for Trump. I mean, they both were nominated uh, by voters in their party. So, at the very least, they were better candidates or believed to be better candidates than uh individuals that they ran against Um, but political scientist patrick egan on his twitter has a great little graphic uh, that basically visualizes some data that we've known for a long time which is while the narrative was that clinton was a flawed and a flawed candidate she wasn't necessarily a bad candidate as she was able to actually outperform what we call the fundamentals. Now, the fundamentals are essentially saying, all else equal, when we know nothing about the candidates and we only know about, um, you know, long-term economic trends and which party has held office for however many years, how would we expect a just baseline election to go? And you know, we had a sluggish uh, growth in our economy under the Obama administration, like not great, but also not very. Uh, bad and also it was a democrat in the presidency for eight years Um, i'll let you do the research but that's only, it's only happened like twice in American history where one party has been able to hold uh, the presidency for three terms worth of years, uh, right? So it happened with George H.W. Bush right after Ronald Reagan, uh, and I believe it also happened with FDR, but he just got elected a million times. So it's very uncommon in history that a Democrat would even win. So there's some ideas of kind of what the fundamentals would tell us and Hillary Clinton actually outperformed expectations with regards to you know, vote percentage and uh, you know, activity in her campaign. So you can say that she's a bad candidate, and she of course did have flaws, that she wasn't able to you know, get over the email scandal, maybe she was unable to uh, communicate um, why there needed to be a difference between public and private attitudes and such and such. But when it comes to was she a bad candidate, yes flawed but maybe not bad because she outperformed what we would have expected any you know random democrat to have done uh so at base she was a good candidate you could actually make the argument for it uh so we'll get on to more of what happened in hillary clinton the 2016 presidential election in just a moment you could probably make a pretty good argument that clinton didn't do a good enough job campaigning in those rust belt states right all those midwestern type of states that really swung the electoral vote in favor of trump in 2016. i'm talking pennsylvania i'm talking ohio i'm talking michigan i'm talking wisconsin baby however it's uh it's It's less clear um, from this narrative why Clinton lost these areas. Um, A lot of people could point to, say, economic anxiety and that she didn't appeal well to the working class and she seemed too much like an out-of-touch liberal. Um, Of course, if you talk to Bernie Sanders' supporter, they probably wouldn't see her as that progressive as maybe the republicans would or maybe more independent voters um, but anyway the point i'm trying to get at here is there's a demographic of individuals in these states that a lot of people say hey economic anxiety is real for these people they go through it every day and clinton just simply didn't have a message for them well clinton is fighting back against that narrative in her book a little bit and she actually does it with reporting from a voter study group that was conducted by members of the monkey cage which is a political science blog that was independent and now they're hosted by the washington post in her book she talks about a June 2017 study group uh, that published a survey essentially tracking the same 8,000 voters over a four year period between 2012 and 2016. Um, To the best of my knowledge, the head researcher on this was a George Washington University scholar named John Sides, who studies um, electoral politics. And essentially, the conclusion that this study this survey of voters came to was that support for Trump was more about attitudes dealing with immigration, feeling towards black people, and feelings toward Muslim. And these were all better predictors of Trump support in 2016 than any kind of economic anxiety or concerns. Now, it's Possible that Trump, you know, created economic anxiety by pointing out and saying, like, hey, these immigrants are taking your jobs, these individuals are coming into the country and stealing something from you. So economic anxiety could be a mediating variable uh, when it comes to Trump support in some areas or among the mass public and voting blocs, but it really looks like the economic anxiety narrative needs to take a back seat to some kind of racial resentment narrative at least that's what the data has been telling us not just from this particular study but also from the gold standard uh, ANES which is you know a study that uh, looks at individual voting behavior and attitudes and has consistent uh, strong wording over the past 50 some years and so we have a really good block of data uh, and we've been gathering it for a long time and it's been consistent so it's a pretty valid measure or at least a reliable measure of what we think is going Going on in people's heads when they decide to pull that lever in the voting booth. So for more on Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened, uh, voter study groups, and fun survey results, you're listening to Politics Explained. I am Ian Shapiro. So if you're interested in political gossip, basically this week is Hillary Clinton's What Happened Week. Uh, You can basically go to any kind of political journal or periodical, um, political scientists and political commentators on Twitter. For the next few days, the next, like maybe the next news cycle, Hillary Clinton's book is going to be what a lot of people are commenting on in their opinion sections. Um, A really fun read is you can go to Pacific Standard and check out a blog post by Seth Maskett uh, called The Silencing of Hillary Clinton, addressing the primary criticisms of Clinton's historic run for the presidency. Uh, Whether you are a supporter of Hillary Clinton or not, it's a pretty good read as it kind of goes through the flashpoints of, uh, you know, sanders would have beaten clinton uh i can't believe she did so poorly against an unpopular candidate like trump and why is she still talking right it kind of takes these points and addresses them one by one about what merit they have uh, what arguments are being made to support and be against each of those points um really good read um i've actually highlighted some of the points that were made earlier in this episode um but yeah i would go through it it's nice and methodical right if you want to get out of this kind of sound bite uh, you know, podcast setting and sit down and read something that's very well thought out, I would, um, yeah, think you should check that out. So Seth Maskett on the Pacific Standard. If you have any questions about the 2016 presidential election or Hillary Clinton as a candidate, or what may happen in the coming years, uh, you know, we're one year off from the midterms and about three years off now from the 2020 presidential election, uh, go ahead and call into the station on Anchor. If you're listening on iTunes or Google, Play. Don't forget to download the Anchor app so that you can uh, you know, call in as well and play with that discussion button to join the conversation here on Politics Explained. Thank you so much for listening. You've just listened to Politics Explained. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Ian Shapiro.